Pass First Point Guard and Blazer Beat Writer Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, we're going to hear from Carmelo Anthony, who spoke to the media via Zoom this week about his preparation to slide down a small forward and his mentality heading into the bubble in Orlando. Then we'll close out the show with some audio from Terry Stotts, who also spoke to the media again this week about his plans for how he'll approach a unique situation and how the Blazers are going to hand, handle some challenging physical aspects of restarting a season four months after it was called off. But let's start here with Carmelo Anthony. Sounds like he's going to play a lot of small forward. Let's hear his thoughts on a position change. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the good thing is I, I get to go back to my original position, which, which is which is playing at the three way where I'm, I'm actually very comfortable at that. I've, I've been doing that my whole life, just over the past, you know, couple of years is where I started moving, transitioning towards, you know, playing playing the four more when got teams is going small. So it's it's you know that that was to my advantage as well. But I, I think today in in this game, it's, it's positionless. It's, there's no positions no more today. So it doesn't matter. You know, when, when people put an emphasis on you playing the three or you playing the four, like we out there playing at the end of the day, the schemes are going to be the same. We're going to figure it out. Guys going to be able to have to, you know, guard multiple people and, and know multiple positions on the court. So you just never know what's going to happen. So as far as, you know, missing Trevor, yeah, hell yeah, we're going to miss Trevor. I mean, he's especially in this time because this is where, uh, you know, his his veteranship and his leadership, you know, would will, will, would have came into play. Um we, we all know experience, you know, plays a big part in, in, in what we're trying to accomplish here. So we're going to miss him from that standpoint. Um, uh, but w- w- with that said, with, to answer your question, as far as positions goes, it's, there's no more positions in the NBA no more at all. You know, you just go out there, put, your, put a five out there to go and, and, and see what happens. So I think I'm on record saying that I, I really like Carmelo Anthony the person a whole lot, but I am going to disagree with some of his points he made there. But just for clarity purposes, uh, Trevor Reason not going to join the Blazers in the restart in Orlando, which means they're very thin at small forward. And it sounds like Carmelo Anthony is going to play, at least from this interview, the clip I just played you and what Dame has talked about, sounds like he's going to play maybe the majority of his minutes at small forward. And he thinks that that is okay because the league is going positionless. And to some extent, that is correct. The league is trending away from like strictly defined, you're a three, you're a four, you're a five type of things. But when you think of positionless players, you think of, I mean, just to put a fine point on it, better athletes than Carl Anthony. Uh, He is a mismatch strength-wise, but against a lot of threes and even some fours in the league. Like he, he'll bully dudes. That's, that's what separates him physically right now. But positionless players are guys who are fast enough to guard guards long enough and strong enough to guard bigs. And while Carmelo Anthony might be in between positions at three and the four, I don't think he is. I just think he's a power forward at this stage in his career. He's not this sort of like versatile athlete that can, Particularly, I'm talking on the defensive end, particularly on the defensive end, slide between those two positions. Now, the Blazers don't really have a ton of better options, so I'm not saying don't play Carmelo at the four. I'm just saying the idea that it's sort of this like positionless amorphous thing and he'll be fine, to me, that's mischaracterized. I think it's going to be a real challenge for him to guard on the perimeter, and 
some of the reason why he was at least okay on defense was because he wasn't guarding guys who were going to take him off the dribble and weren't going to take advantage of him foot speed wise. Uh, The league is trending towards positionless, but that means it's harder for players that are maybe not as versatile to to play because there's just more speed, more versatility on the perimeter. I think that the positionlessness is probably more of a challenge for Carmelo Anthony than a proof that he can fit in as a small forward. Like I said, Blazers don't have better options. I think this you, their best bet is to put their best players on the court, and Carmelo Anthony might check the box as one of their five best players. We will see how that all plays out. But Carmelo didn't just talk about his positional fit uh, and missing Trevor Reza and all those things. He also spoke about his teammates who are going to be rejoining him. Uh, the Blazers are going to get back Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic, and Melo talked a little bit about what he's seen from those guys over the last six or seven weeks while the Blazers have been practicing at their facility in Twelton. There haven't been real practices out there. There's no group group practices. It's all individual workouts, but guys have got to see each other basically every day, and Carmelo has got to see Nurk and Zach up close. Uh, I'm going to play you this clip, which starts with a question from Jason Quick of The Athletic, uh, just because you get to hear a little bit of what these Zoom calls are like and a little bit more of Carmelo's personality before he jumps into the answer. Oh, I'm just curious if you've seen uh, what you've seen from Zach and Nurk and, and what your impressions are of them. You know I can't give you that right now. <laughs> only thing I can say is I've been very I've been very impressed uh, with with kind of just where they at as far as their health. And, uh, you know, of course, that's first and foremost. Uh, Zach and Zach in particular, um, just what he brings to the game, right? I've, I've never I played against him obviously, but um, only for you know a couple games, a short period of time. So I never really got a opportunity to see him on the court or be on the court with him to understand what he brings to the game and unless you're out there on the court with him you don't understand or you don't grasp the small things that he does on the court that that make a major impact so that's something that I see right now and just being in the gym and watching and, and, and just being around and Nurk is Nurk right it's, it's, it's what he brings what he brings to the game his confidence in the game and for me just building his confidence and continue building his confidence and, and, and letting him know and, and understand that you are a major part of what we're trying to do here, right? I'm, I'm here to help you in any way, shape, or form. We're going to be good. Don't worry about that. But just his health, and for me, it's his health. If, if he's healthy, then he don't, he don't, he's not going to have any issues. He's going to be able to just jump right back in there. And that's something that, you know, I've, I've been seeing from him too, the way he – his feel for the game, the way he see the game the way he passes the ball, the way he makes plays. That's something that I've, I've, I've been seeing over the, cap, over the past couple of weeks. So if you are excited about the return of Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic, you are in the same camp as Carmelo Anthony. Obviously, he was specifically asked about those guys, and so he specifically answered questions about those guys. But it shows you why the Blazers have some confidence because they're getting back two players that were supposed to be, I mean, Nurk wasn't supposed to play until March, but Zach was supposed to be their starter, a regular, you know, a a big minute power forward for them. And they're bringing him back in and kind of sounds like he's going to be a big minute power forward when they get going in Orlando. 
I hope what those clips I played for you not only show sort of Melo's excitement to get down to Orlando, I think of the players that were uh, the Blazers rolled out to do Zoom interviews this week, that Melo had the most genuine excitement. Nurk was pretty close, but his is a little bit different. He hasn't played basketball in 15 months. He's itching just to play hoops. Carmelo is someone who maybe didn't always think he was going to play in these Orlando games. And now talking to him, he sounds like someone very excited and ready to continue his role as one of the true leaders on this team. You know, he's not ever going to have the voice and the sort of uh, the organizational role that Dame does, but he certainly has a lot of gravitas as someone who has been in the league and has a resume like his. And when he talks about what he can do for Nurk and Zach Collins, you really get a sense of that. But I want to I want to give you a little bit more insight into Carmelo's mentality, something he talked about how he'll approach the bubble experiment or the the bubble plan in Orlando. So that's what we're going to do in the second segment. I want to play you a couple more clips from Carmelo and hear from him about how he's approaching the restart in Orlando and where he's at mentally as the team prepares to arrive in Disney. But before we do that, I want to tell y'all about rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. And you can go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything you could want. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, engine control modules, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com has a unique and remarkably easy-to-navigate catalog. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com has reliably low prices that are the same for professionals as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. So in that first segment, we talked about Carmelo Anthony's approach on the court, his excitement to move to small forward, uh, what he's seen from Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic. But I want to shift gears slightly in this second segment. Sticking with Carmelo Anthony, I thought he, he gave us about 35 minutes of Zoom conferencing, and he was pretty insightful. Uh, I want to play for you now a couple clips about his mentality going into Orlando. You'll remember that when the plan was sort of first floated, uh, Melo was reportedly among the vets or the, the guys who've been in the league, long-tenured players in the league, who had concerns about the plan, concerns about perhaps even going at all. And Mello addressed his initial reservations and sort of where he's come to now as the team embarks on their trip to Orlando. I'm trying to make the best out of this situation. And I don't know how, but I'm going to make the best out of this situation. If that's, you know, me gathering, you know, the guys that, you know, in, in under protocol, uh, and, 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 and talking and, and, and keeping, the, keeping the conversations going, um, I'm going to do that. If, you know, being there for the guys who, well, I mean, we've never experienced anything like this before, but it's, it's the way I perceive this and the way that a younger player in this league will perceive this will be totally different. Um, they, may, they, they, they may not know what to expect. They, know, they may not know how to handle this. This is, this is going to be a stressful situation for everybody, right? It's going to be... It's going to be, everybody's going to be tested mentally. Everybody's going to be tested emotionally, 
it's going to be a lot of things that's going on still as while we're down there in the world that we're going to be paying attention to. So everybody is going to have their own thing that they're doing and, and saying and messaging that they have. But it will be, you know, almost the Olympic Village style, right? It's, it's, it's that when all the athletes are just in one place. But with that, you're not going to be able to have that much interaction with with, 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 with guys. So that's the challenging part. As far as on the court goes, that's challenging too because a lot of guys, you know, we as athletes, we rely on the fans, right, to, to get momentum. And that's how you make runs. And, you know, that's how you get back in the game with, with, with your fans. Guys is not going to have that. So you're going to be tested to see how, how, motiva- how motivated you are as an individual, how much self-motivation you have, right, to, to go out there and, and get yourself going and motivated to go play in front of no one. So you have that aspect. You have, you know, you just have the emotional aspect with, with going out there. Guys may not want to go down there, but we're going we're gonna to be down there. And I'm sure guys going to be thinking about that as well. No family, no this, no that. Um, so it's, it's so many things that's coming into play that guys is going to have to deal with. But I think this, this is going to make everything stronger. Because if we don't get this right, then this put a dent in sports in America and in, 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 in all, all over the world. Because everybody is looking at the NBA to see how this is going to play out. And I'm, I'm excited about it. From that, I, I trust the NBA. I trust the PA as far as putting this plan together. Now, we can't control what happens, you know, once the, once the plan is in. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, you know, who's going to get sick, who's not going to get sick. We are at risk. We know that. But I think we're doing everything in our power to try to prevent that. I think Carmelo lays out his his thinking pretty clearly there. But he didn't just address sort of like the mental and physical challenges and the, the sort of isolation challenges that are going to come with being in Orlando. He also talked about the Blazers' on-court need to focus. They have eight games, eight quote-unquote seeding games to get in the playoffs. They are three and a half games back of Memphis and chasing, have to stay within four games to force a play-in game, but they also have Sacramento and New Orleans and to some extent the San Antonio Spurs, although I don't think they're as big of a threat as those other two teams, right there behind them. Uh, It's going to be very difficult for the Blazers to force a play-in game, much less get into the actual playoffs. And Carmelo talked about how, as a leader, as a vocal leader on this team, like I said, he's not Damian Lillard, but he is definitely someone that people look to. Even Dame has talked about looking to Carmelo, to some extent, as a model of how to be a leader of a franchise, like Melo has been in Denver and New York and in past stops. And Melo talked about how he is going to sort of use his space on the team, use his his stature on the team to get guys on the same page so they know what the deal is when the games get going here at the end of July. The way that I'm approaching it, and I'm, I'm trying to get everybody else on our team to approach it this way, is we got to go right out the gate. right? We don't, we don't have time to, you know, get – get loose and get ready and, 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 and give away the first two games. Like, no, we got to have a great camp. We got to have a great three weeks, you know, down two and a half weeks or whatever down in Orlando. And that first game, we have to go. We got to be ready to go. Uh, there, there's no 
waiting, laying back and, 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 and seeing like we got to have a, our plan. We got to have a clear cut plan and we have to be ready to attack straight out the gate. Like I said in a, earlier in the episode is that the Blazers haven't had official practices. They've the practice facility has been open and they've seen each other and they've been able to interact a little bit, but all it is is one-on-one workouts with coaches. Guys haven't even been able to play one-on-one against one another. It's just uh, the protocols in place right now allow for guys to basically get shots up in the gym. That's, that's what they're doing. It doesn't mean they're not in the facility talking. It doesn't mean that they're not, you know, in their team group text talking about actual basketball stuff, but it does mean that they haven't played a ton together. And so in this next clip, Melo kind of talks about how they're setting that mentality without having been on the court too much yet. Well, I mean, we, we talk, we, we, we're, we're around each other to an extent, you know, do, do the protocol, but we see it. We see everybody every single day when, you know, guys are, guys are really working on the things that, <clears throat> that we need to work on in order to be successful for this short period of time. Um, I'm trying to stress to players that we need to focus on the things that we need to focus on. We need to work on the things that we need to work on. That's going to be able to push us over the top and get us where we need to be. As far as all the other type of training and working out and where you have time to plot and plan, we don't have time for that. We need to work on where you're going to be at on the court, your position, knowing the sets, knowing the plays. Communication is will become key. And just trust, trust in one another at, at, at this point. I think what Mello points out there is really key. It's the Blazers, A, they don't have a lot of time. We've talked about that a bunch. But they are going to have two and a half weeks of a training camp. But those two and a half weeks are going to be challenging because they, you know, Carmelo's moving to the three. They're incorporating two new players with Zach Collins and uh, Yusuf Nurkic. They don't have Trevor Ariza, so they have to figure out how to fill those gaps. They... They just have real real on-court, like real basketball stuff challenges. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about basketball stuff a while on this podcast, but the Blazers are facing real X's and O's type challenges. And Mello, I think, addresses clearly in those two clips I played for you that it, it, there's not only sort of like this sort of mental approach, like we got to hit the ground running, but there's like... They got to hit the ground running because maybe like other teams that are at least have easier personnel discussions, easier personnel... Uh, regrouping once they get down there the blazers don't have that luxury they are there are real new things that they have to implement and so i want to talk a little bit about more of that in the third segment terry stotts talked about his practice plan in orlando and a couple challenges that he him and his coaching staff will face when they get into a two and a half week training camp in orlando preparing for real and meaningful games at the end of july so that's what we'll do in the third segment. Hear from Terry Stotts about the plan for the team in Orlando. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. Played you a bunch of Carmelo Anthony audio. Talked about his mentality and his shift to small forward and his excitement over new teammates and how much they'll have to be ready for the crash course that is a training camp in Orlando. But I want to play a little audio from Terry Stotts here because he is the architect of that game plan, the architect of a training camp, quite frankly. He's got to map it out and then put it in pl- put that in place, install it. And he's got to install it well 
introducing some new parts, introducing some players to some new positions, and with very little margin for error when the games actually start. The Blazers are flying right now, as I'm recording this, to Orlando. They're going to touch down Orlando on Thursday evening. Uh, Terry Stotts was unclear whether they arrive in the city at 7 p.m. or at the hotel at 7 p.m. Those are details that don't matter. They get to Orlando tonight. Uh, As I'm recording this, they get to Orlando in like an hour and a half or so. After arriving there, there is a quarantine process, about 36 hours where guys got to stay in their room and don't do anything. Though Friday is just a quarantine day where you, for health reasons. And then Saturday, the Blazers will have their first practice, their first team practice since March. And hell, when the season was going, they weren't practicing very much anyways. This is their first, this will be their first real practice in a while. So Terry Stotts talks about how he'll approach uh, this unique moment as he re, as the team regathers and gets ready for the restart. Not a lot of guys are doing much today. Obviously, uh, tomorrow's a travel day. The next day is a quarantine day. So it'll be essentially minimum two or three days that they haven't done anything. So uh, we've mapped out our practice. Uh, Like I said, I think it'll be good to get them out and play. Uh, We'll do some teaching. Hopefully, if we can, uh, if the quarantine is over, Early enough, I'd like to have a meeting in the afternoon at the hotel and, and go over some video of some of the things that uh, we've been working on. So uh, I think we have to kind of wait and see. But yeah, we've mapped out our first three practices. Timeline there's a little screwy because this interview happened on Wednesday with Terry. But you get the idea is that they've their Saturday is when it really starts. And in this next clip, what I want to play for you is is Stotts talking about there are several challenges there's several moving parts here it's not just that guys have had a lot of time off and you haven't practiced it's that guys have had a lot of time off and there are there are true physical concerns about how to approach this but also how to do real teaching because they he like you mentioned that previous clip they've got to do some real teaching between now and July 31st you know we've had coaches meetings about how we want to develop our practices uh how much to do early, how much to do late, how much to alter, uh, alternate hard practices. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to change some defensive concepts with the addition of Nurk and Zach. So uh, they'll be teaching a little bit more teaching uh, some concepts defensively. Uh, the contact will work itself out. And the good thing is we've got three weeks of practice to, to build up. And I think the league did a really good job of using these two weeks from a COVID standpoint and testing, and then having the three weeks of practice to get ready for our game. So um, it's something, you know, when you talk about contact, we got to get out and play. There's no question, but uh, we got sh- to make sure that we don't fall into the uh, trap of trying to do too much too early. In some audio I didn't play you from Terry Stotts, he also talked about slight adjustments to the defensive game plan when he's going to have reintroduce Zach and Nurk into the into the fold we will talk about X's and O's stuff when we get there perhaps uh, when Stotts does more media availability in the future we can talk specifically about you know actual on-court basketball things what I was hoping to give you here is sort of Stotts's plan he's mapped out of the first few days but then he's also got to think about you know not not getting keeping guys healthy basically he's got to keep guys healthy and he's got to get them in basketball shape but not 
push it too far. And I think that is one of the challenges here is that this is unprecedented. Usually you have sort of this natural training camp and guys are, are getting in, you know, coming from the off season and, and working their way back into shape in these September training camps heading into a long 82 game season. That's not what this is. This is a pretty quick turnaround from no structured time for four months, two and a half weeks of training camp, and then really high leverage games. And I think the way the training staff or excuse me, coaching staff thinks about that and prepares for that, it'll be interesting. It's a challenge that they certainly have not faced in the past. That's going to do it for today's show. Let's grow the Locked on Blazers community. Tell a friend to tell a friend. They can find this show wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked on Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.